Then he pivots, fakes, chucks the big bomb halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide open tailback. I call it the annexation of Puerto Rico. What is up? How's it going? Welcome to APR, a.k.a. the Annexation of Puerto Rico podcast. We are the football podcast, giving you all the ins and outs of every single upcoming NFL game this week. We're going to be making our hot picks for each and every game. We're going to be making some best bets for the week, and we're even going to have a little something-something for you fantasy GMs out there. We are heading into week six of this NFL season. We've got the Falcons, Jets, Saints, and Niners on buys this week. So make sure to get those fantasy lineups all set. And if you want some extra fantasy insight, make sure to check out Raider Eddie on the Taproom Sports Fantasy Podcast for all the booms and busts of this week's action. I'm your host, Big Ball and Ben Larson. Here are the crew. We got Jordan, Stacks on Stacks on Stacks, Lats. And we got Raider Eddie. How y'all doing tonight? Dude, I just want to point out one thing. Last week, we did a little myth busting on APR. Uh, the myth has been that every time Jordan goes against Ben and Eddie, that he wins. I uh, just want to point so out much. that Ben and Eddie were 3-0 and last week against Jordan. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> well, what was the week before that? I think I was um, like 3-0 and against you guys on those ones. Dude, Mythbusters. Look, man, does it fucking one time. Fucking 3-0. We're moving on. I had an awful week. <laughs> I still can't choose best bets correctly. Uh, so, Fair. you know, take that into consideration. But you know what? Like, we're going to bounce back this week. We're going to have a solid, solid week this week. I have faith. I have a These feeling you did a little games. extra research in, those, uh, in your bets this week. But I, I, I was uh, researching a little bit, you know, for a couple hours before I came on. So <laughs> hopefully it does a little something. But the, the thing is, though, is like what we talk about on the show and what I pick on the show, sometimes I bet against that on Sunday. You yeah. know what I mean? Because, you sure know, we, we record do. this on Wednesday and then you can have a change of opinion. Injuries can be a major part of what change sways you. You know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, this is early handicapping, which is excuses, you can still get great excuses. value. Yeah, I mean, I'm I just trying understand. to try to do something here, dude. <laughs> I get it, dude. I mean, I stick yeah. with what I tend to do, except for this week in like real betting. I fucking went against what I said on the show, and I put money on the Panthers, and my bank account is sorely regretting that decision. Um, I was, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. All right, so let's look at, uh, at how we were on our game choices last week. Uh, not as good as a week, uh, you know, pre- as previous weeks. Uh, Eddie was the winner of this last week uh, at eight, seven, and one. We all had a push in there. Um, and then uh, Jordan and I were close behind with a seven, eight, and one uh, records for the week. So overall, that puts Eddie at 41, 38, and one. Jordan at 39, 40, and one. And I am right behind at 38, 41, and one. So uh, two. I would also like difference. to. 
I would also like to add, Ben, that the books took a massive hit on Sunday. Yes, huge loss on Sunday. Yeah, one one odds maker said it was the worst Sunday of his entire professional career that he yeah. had seen. That's crazy. That's crazy. It's crazy. Yes. I wonder if that has a lot to do with like the information age that we're in. Right? There's a lot more information out now than there was even two, three years ago. You know what I mean? So, that's a great question. You might be onto something, but I also think that like a lot of the teams that covered last week were like surefire, like you wouldn't mostly everybody that's a casual fan would have picked them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's usually when dogs cover because most people are going to take the underdog because it gives you better value if they're like gambling. Right. So, I mean, it's an interesting topic though. You might be, you could be correct. Uh, What's yeah, what's was... even crazier though is like I listened to a podcast of three professional handicappers and on their they had for the first time in their history they had a they all agreed on the best bet of the week which was Niners plus five and a half. Yep, Cardinals <laughs> covered. Yeah, which they probably shouldn't have. But... No, they should have lost that game. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But it we'll was get into a... that. We'll get into it. Yeah, it was an interesting game, but I mean, we got to we're going to get into these games coming up pretty soon, um, but we definitely have to uh, talk about the big kind of elephant in the room with the NFL right now. Um, and that's uh, that's what happened with uh, with Gruden this last week. We uh, we saw a report come out um, that there was well, the first report came out that there was, um, you know, racial uh, comments made within an email. Um, and then we have another report come out the following day um, talking about uh, homophobic responses or homophobic uh comments within uh, more emails i mean these were all found between the um you know for the digging through of the uh washington football team's uh you know issue with uh, with their owner um i'm gonna be uh, getting a little bit into that later um uh, because what's going on right now is is a real shit show in the nfl but we got to talk about gruden because uh this came out from what 11 years ago uh, these emails were written and um, it was from he, it was from 2010 to 2017 okay so the the first email was 11 years ago and Correct. the following emails were you know of a little little bit closer but um you know we we got to talk about what's happening with the raiders right now because they're i mean they have an interim uh, head coach but they're coachless right now because of emails that were written a long time ago um my opinion kind of justified uh for for kind of the comments that he said and the players that they have on their team, but I want to get your guys' opinion on it. Yeah, I'll let um, Eddie go first since yeah. he's a Raider Raider fan. Yeah, here's the thing, man. Like, as far as the emails go, like what he said, what was written, right? Like, some I've I've been looking at Twitter and looking at the arguments that everyone's been making. They're like, oh well, let's look at everyone's emails from ten years ago, right? But it's still an issue. Right. Like this is yep. the year 2021. Like we've been in a movement, if you will, for hate speech um, for a while now. And this was why that movement is so big. Right. You can't be saying things like that, especially from a man who at one time was leading uh, a team of Afro- African-American players, an organization that has been the front runner in diversity for years. They had the first African-American coach. They had the mm-hmm. first Hispanic uh, coach to win a Super Bowl. They had put the first woman in off in the front office of an NFL franchise. And then you are the leader of that. You were literally the face of the organization uh, before these emails came out. And uh, 
you can't you, you can't have that opinion dude like i don't understand where that opinion comes from but it comes from a time period in the world when that that kind of language is okay right like if you put all of us into our shoes when we were in high school like the words that were said i will not repeat them but the words that were said were common speech for all of us growing up right uh, see, like but, it, but we were in high school we weren't correct then. we didn't That's know the repercussions point. of things and correct and, he, he was an adult. He was what, 47 when those first were 48? Yeah, those see, like my, my argument with that was going to be like, we were kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we're still learning the world. He's an adult. He's an individual that people were supposed to look up to. He was the face of ESPN at that time, right? Like, you can't say these things and then walk into the Raiders locker room currently that has the first openly gay player in the locker room. Over 70% of the players on the team are African-American. You can't walk into that locker room and be like, hey, I'm going to be your leader. Yeah. Like, the team, like, there's no way he could have physically coached the Raiders going forward. Do I think it's right that an investigation on Dan Snyder and his shitty organization and the way that he runs things is the reason why Gruden got, had to resign quote unquote. Like, no, I don't think that's fair, but at the same time, I don't think what he said is fucking, you can't, you can't justify that. Any of it. It doesn't matter. I mean, it it came out, they were written by him. He's he's, he's acknowledged that they were written by him by resigning. He acknowledges that. And You know, to me, it doesn't it doesn't matter where it comes from. The, the the words were written, the emails were sent, and there's a paper trail behind that. And 100%. you have to live up to your you know your expectations. You have to live up to your you know your own you know personal talk um, that you have in that locker room, where those people will not trust him again because right. he was portraying himself one way and writing things differently. And Correct. a lot of those guys have known him for since 2017, you know, or longer. And, mm-hmm. you know, which, which guy are you getting the one who's talking to you or the one that's writing you right. know, hateful emails. Right. And one more thing before I let Jordan jump in here. Um, I do want to point out that I heard a lot of things that negative about the Raiders and like how they handled the situation. Right. Cause they've, they've got these emails in February or on Friday, right. When we first saw the first one, they even made a statement saying, stating that they had received other emails from the NFL, but it's not as easy as just like walking in and firing a guy. He is still owed $65 million. Right. And I guarantee you there was not a clause in the contract stating if you write emails back in 2010 that were going to get you fired, that you do not you're not owed this money. So I don't know this for a fact, but I'd like to believe that Mark Davis, whose father is Al Davis, who is the reason why a lot of things in the NFL are the way they are, would not have allowed Gruden, even though Gruden is like his idol. Right. Like there's Al Davis as his dad and then John Gruden right next to him pretty much. I have to believe he was working out the details of that contract. Uh, as a Raider fan, I have to believe that because I couldn't, I couldn't imagine Mark Davis would allow that to continue uh, past the game last week. As, I mean, as, uh, obviously the contracts that I write are much different, but in, in someone who does write contracts for their profession, there are clauses that state you have to, you know, any, anything that you do or have done has to, be up to the expectation of the place that you work. And that is, you know, these, you know, hateful, hateful emails, whether they were 10 years ago, 20 years ago, you know, whatever, yesterday, you still have to, you still have to be kind of, uh, 
responsible for that. Right. And if there yeah. was anything, you have to, you know, let that be known. And I mean, obviously, you aren't going to remember every email that you write, but still. I think you'd remember those ones too. Yeah, maybe. Well, not I think that's a good. As... I think I think that's a good point, though, is that he doesn't remember them because this is a reoccurring issue for mm-hmm. him. It's a reoccurring, yeah. you know, theme, and that's probably his mind mindset all all the time. You know. <laughs> What he does in front of a camera or in front of his team is one way. I mean, we're a lot of people in their life are one way at work and then one way in their personal life, right? Mm. And this just shines a light. You know, this is reoccurring habits from Gruden. I think that's the most troubling thing. Yeah. Like, if it was one email and it was like, all right, he said some fucked up shit, like we can move past that, right? It's like Derek Carr said, like, I love the guy, but I hate the sin, right? Like, mm. We could still move past it, but the fact that it's reoccurring, I think that's the issue. And that's where, you know, Mark Davis was given a, a, a tough position because the first email came out and you, you're right, Eddie, they just kind of coasted through, let him coach. And then it was when the New York Times dropped that piece on Monday that Mark Davis went into the facilities you know, talk to John Gruden, 30 minutes later, John Gruden resigns. You know what I mean? And a lot right. of it was legal, dude. You're right. The Raiders owe so much money on that contract. There's no way they just wanted to just pay him all that money and be on the hook for it, dude, for sure. No no, no business wants that, right? I think it's a tough issue, dude. I don't necessarily think that he might have lost the locker room because I think that, like, you know, Derek Carter said, like, I love the guy, you know, I still love him. But it's a PR nightmare, dude. And the team forever, especially this season, would be faced with the questions after every single game about that. And that's not fair to them, most importantly. I I do think he would have lost the locker room in in some sense. Because at this point, we only know of what three of those emails were. There was comments about um, uh, the gay football player who was drafted. There was comments about... yeah, thank you. Um, there was comments about the Goodell. Um, yeah, Goodell. Demory Smith. Yeah. So, but from what I'm hearing and what I'm reading, there were six or seven emails that they have. 120. Yeah, there's a lot. More. 120. There's 100. Oh, I thought not all. Not all of them are derogatory. They didn't say that all of them had something in okay. them. But there's comments about women officiating. There's comments about yeah. the uh, pressure of drafting a gay football player. It's a lot of bad shit. Yeah. So it, it probably was going to get to that point as if this, you know, if that came out, then you know what was that going to do to the locker room? You know, some things that he have, has maybe said to Nassib. That, um, you know, and I think that's the biggest, the biggest reason why we aren't, we don't have Gruden as the coach anymore is because no, the biggest reason is a PR nightmare, dude. Yeah. The Raiders aren't trying to fuck with that shit, dude. Yeah. No organization was... trying to fuck with that shit. Yeah. And it is true. Like, if you look at the Raiders today, right? Like Carl Nassib took his personal day. Like he was not at practice yeah. today. He was not because well, he didn't want to face some media. Because dude, the media would have fucking I th- been all over him, of bro. Of course, oh, but I also think about your head coach saying. I also think things? there's a little too like I was watching the old NFL Network thing last night on Gruden, and they interviewed his brother, and his brother said that Gruden's two different people: the person in front of the camera and the person he is in real life. And this was back in like 2000. 
2008, 2009. So he was mm-hmm. saying this a long time ago. And you got to imagine that to Carl Nassib coming out, being that first gay player, like Gruden probably had a beneficial impact to him up to this point. Right. So it's like your father telling you, because in the end, in the end, like a locker room, right? Like your coach is almost like a father figure. Like you look up to that Not man, NFL, respect dude. that man. They're professionals. Dog. I mean, but if you're a gay player being the first gay player coming out and saying, and being in that locker room, you know what I mean? You probably look up to that coach being like a, a bigger figure than normal, right? In a normal NFL locker room. And then to find out the whole time that he was like patting your back saying you're doing a great job, he was probably going home and telling people that like, you know, fuck this guy. He's a little queer. I don't, I don't need him on the field. Sorry to say the language. I don't, that's not what, how I feel, but just yeah. to like put into terms that Gruden. Disclaimer, like, dude. Yeah. Right. Just make sure to put that out there because that's definitely not how I feel. But like, that's probably a blow, dude. Like to oh, yeah. think you had all of this fucking support, you know, for doing uh, something that no one's ever done, you know, ah, I mean? for sure. And he was, and then all of a sudden to find out like it was all a lie. Yeah. You know what I mean? The other thing like, too is who the fuck uses work emails to talk like that, dude. Uh, I don't even write LOL in my work email, dude. <laughs> right. But if you think about it, 11 years ago, we didn't really have text messaging, right? So email was the text message. No, we had text messaging. Had text messaging. Yeah, we did. Dude, I had a fucking Come on, they made this ain't 20, phone, bro. This ain't 20 yeah, years ago, fucking... bro. You no, still had unlimited text. I mean, was it only after was it only after nine p.m.? Only after nine, bro. Yeah. Good point. You could call and text unlimited only after nine. No, they had <laughs> they had text messaging. They could have yeah, called but and those dudes have probably yeah. used use their email as a text message thing. Well, that's right? the thing like, is like just imagine what they were saying on the phone to each other, dude. If they're saying yeah. that in a work email, bro, like, mm-hmm. right. they're like the only th- a lot worse shit. Yeah, that's another point too that we're that we haven't really brought up is like how like Bruce Allen, right? This is all stemming from Bruce Allen's email account, right? Like how comfortable were people with Bruce Allen? that they felt it was okay to send him emails like that. Like, it's not just Gruden, you know? Okay, so this is something I was going to ask as we faded away from this topic. I was going to say, I can't only imagine what is going to come out in this Washington report. So apparently... Bruce Allen had like topless pictures of cheerleaders in his email and shit. I mean, mean, that's what I'll be. That's what I'll be talking about. In my yeah, Adam Adam Schefter is <laughs> feeling a little bit of the heat too, yep. right? Yeah, like dude. he's coming. Yep. Like emails are saying that he would send his reports to Bruce Allen, but so he yep. can approve them. Like, yep. are you fuck? Like now they you dumb know down how- the dumb down the the quotes. Right. So now so it didn't you, make him or the team look as bad. Right. And now it makes you know how the fuck does Adam Schefter get all his, all his information? Yep. He makes sure with the team he can report it. Yep. And he makes sure that they're okay with what he's about to say, right? Yep. Like Adam Schefter, like he's a scam, dude. Like I want to bring that up too. Like that dude's a scam. 100%. I feel like all insiders are because they got to like, they're not going to get any inside information unless they're like buddy, buddy with mm-hmm. right, the people deep inside, dude. It's kind of like a CIA operative, bro. Yeah. Right. So, it's another one of those fucking old white situation, dude. Like these guys think they're untouchable. You know what I mean? They think they can do whatever they for- want in the world. Okay, yeah, I agree for some of those people, like the owners and John Gruden and such. Right, but that's for Adam where Schefter, because everyone's saying like Adam Schefter broke these journalistic. Um, nah, the rules. dude was just fucking trying to get oh, yeah. inside info, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I, I think being an insider isn't necessarily being a journalist because Adam Schefter tweets 160 characters. He's not. He doesn't write articles, right. dude. Yeah. All right. That's so big- too. 
Oh, so one more thing about Schefter. At that time, too, he was really a nobody, right? So, like, he's trying to make a, a name for him in the world. It's not like he's uh, going in there like, yeah. fucking, hey, I want to report on you sending topless photos. Is it okay to, for me to fucking do that? Yeah. He's like, hey, I'm going to break the fact that, you know, Jason Campbell fucking hurt his knee. Is that okay with you? Yeah. yeah we don't know the the actual what he was asking. Yeah, they we don't know said, any like, of that. We don't know the like, context. Oh, Everybody just wants to cancel everyone. All right, so huge, huge elephant in the room. It's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be dicey for, uh, you know, the next couple of weeks. Uh, let's be honest um, with things coming out because, as reported, there's over six hundred fifty thousand emails that were read uh, as a part of this, uh, this uh, investigation. So, a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, but uh, let's move into to these football games because we still got a week six to, uh, to play, and, and there's some good games this week. Like Time we talk for me about to earlier. bounce back, baby boy. There we go. As we talked about earlier, there's four teams that are going to be on bites. We've got the Falcons, the Jets, the Saints, and the Niners. Um, so let's move into these games. Uh, we've got our Thursday night game. Uh, before we get to the not-so-prime times, we're going to look at that, and then we'll take a quick little break before we get into the uh, the meat of these games. Um, so let's start with the Bucks versus the Eagles. Bucks are going into Philadelphia uh, and are sitting at seven-point favors right now, over-under sitting at 52 and a half. We got to make sure that we remember that Brady has a bum finger, but he's still he's not on the injury report today, though. He's still playing. They've reported that he's still playing. He is um, Gronk playing, is yeah. out, but who cares? Gronk's out. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, minus seven. Where are we going on this one? Well, I mean, we we talked about this on Taproom Sports Wagers yesterday, yep. so I feel like we have a pretty good solid handicap on this. So, you know, Ben and I did some digging. Tom Brady, 13-3 and three in his career on Thursday night football. He did Pretty lose incredible. last year, though. Did lose last year, but he did win this year in the opening night on Thursday night. Ben. Was that Against Thursday the Cowboys. Okay. Yeah, against the Cowboys. That's true. Yep. Okay. He Good team, by the way. Yep. Did not cover. Uh, he's played two road – the Bucks have played two road games this year against – the Rams and the Patriots have not covered in either of those games. Mm-hmm. One of them, they lost outright. They are banged up, though, Ben. We did not talk about this on TSP wagers because yeah, this injury report did not come out. Jason Pierre-Paul, questionable. Uh, More not leaning sure. towards the out. Leaning towards out. Patrick O'Connor, questionable. Another defensive end. Antoine Winfield Jr., out. Levante David, out. Robin Krosky, <laughs> out. Ryan yeah. Jensen, questionable. Carlton Davis, put on injured reserve. I mean, they, they are banged up, dude. And so are the Eagles, which makes it tough, too, because the Eagles have a ton of injuries. Starting left tackle Lane Johnson will be out. Uh, they got a bunch of defensive injuries as well. So it's a, a battle of banged-up teams. So maybe the under is my favorite play here. I would lean under as well. Um, hundred, like the, but the problem, like, with the under dude is like, fuck, they still have Antonio actually, Brown, probably the Mike over Evans. because uh, the defenses Defense are the ones that are up. basically banged yep. up, so probably right. the over, actually. Yep, I was like, for me, like, looking at this game here, like, um, you mentioned all the injuries, that's kind of what I was going to bring up as well. Um, and that's where the under and it's only a seven point spread, right? Yep, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, it's so. A touchdown. 
Right, a touchdown. And I feel like the Eagles are just going to be one of those teams, dude, that just hang around, hang around, and, like, they play really well against the prevent. You know what I mean? Like, they play extremely well. Like, even looking at the game last week, like, the Panthers dominated the first half. Like, that was not a close game in the first half. The well, the only reason why the them. Eagles won because they had four short fields, dude. Right, yeah. that's – And that's not going to happen with – that's I agree that with the Bucks they probably won't allow that and they'll probably I honestly think the Bucks will probably run the ball more with Fournette um, to try to keep their defense off the field like Bruce Arians ain't dumb you know what I mean he knows where he's got his weaknesses this week so he'll probably try to do a more ball control type game but at the same time like I don't know the Eagles just one of those teams that kind of hang around last week I took the Eagles they won I felt great about it I can't take the Eagles this week though uh I can't bet against the Buccaneers right now they're fucking insanely good um they're getting Antonio Brown involved Mike Evans is getting involved like got Godwin around like they just have so many weapons um so here's another interesting stat Eddie the Eagles are 6-0 and on Thursday night football straight up never yeah, look, lost let's, let's see who they were playing they've never lost Never on lost on Thursday night football. Yeah, they're not going to beat the Bucs, dude. They're not going to beat the Bucs. And especially offensively, I don't see them putting up that many points, um, especially with, with Goddard out. Goddard, Goddard is, their, is out. Their third, you know, their third. Uh, I mean, they have a ton of injuries, dude. Passing, you know, offensive player that they have. Right. That's going to be feel, the big thing for me. I do. I just don't know. Like this Eagles team, I feel like. Like, I don't they're think not they're good. good. I don't no, think they're, they're good. good, but somehow they hang around. They oh, they've hung around close. against a couple teams. They they beat, you know, week one, they won, obviously. I mean, they were playing a shitty fucking football team in the Falcons. They hung around with the Niners, right? Uh, not the best game, but, you know, it was. they still hung around. They beat the Panthers. Um, they got the brakes blown off them by uh, Dallas. Dallas. Think, right? The Cowboys. But, and the I mean, Eagles. honestly, and this is the offense that the same what we were talking about last night. This is the level of offense that they're going to get is of the Chiefs, is of the Cowboys. And they got blown out. I mean, they got 41 and 42 points against yeah, in both of those true. games. That's and true. this I is think... the same type of high, high, de- like high intensity high powered offense that you're going to get yeah you know going up against that's a you know, that's a good point dude that's a good i think the eagles are going to be that team that gets blown out by the good teams and like it's competitive it can beat the average teams yep i still so, think the panthers are a better team i i think if they, they play stink. that game 9 out of 10 times the panthers the fucking, fucking blow fucking the brakes off of them no nah, panthers hell stink, nah. dude dude you're crazy but we'll get to, we'll get bro. into the panthers later they fucking stink <laughs> no they don't dog. they don't stink <laughs> They don't stink. No. Nope. Uh, but the Eagles, they do stink. And they got they got very lucky last week, dude. That, that shit was a shit show, dude. Like, that's what I'm talking about. That's why Vegas lost, dude. That game was like an anomaly. That game would never happen if you played that shit 99 more times, dude. That game was like a freak accident. That shit was crazy, Maybe. dude. Did you watch the game? That shit was I like... I did. I did I've never seen game. anything it was. like that. There was some crazy... But I, I think... We're not talking about the Panthers, but I do think that's more the Panthers than the Eagles. On, well, it, on it, it matters because I don't think that's the Eagle team necessarily that you're going to get every week, week in no. and week out. You know I think it gets solid NFL, good NFL teams, the top echelon like the Bucks are. The Eagles are going to get the brakes blown off them. I agree with Ben. Yep. I agree with you as well. So I, I am definitely picking the Bucks, and I am taking the over because I agree that I think the Bucks can get up like 
28, 35 to seven at one point. They'll go into their prevent mode. Let's not get anybody hurt. And the Eagles will score a couple times. And the yeah. other thing, too, is that the Bucks beat the brakes off shitty teams, dude. And then they struggled against the good teams. And the Eagles are not a good team. I mean, at least if the Eagles hang in this game, maybe I'll have to reevaluate that assessment. But as of what's happened right now, I do not consider the Eagles a good team. This on a neutral field is saying that Tampa Bay is 10-point favorite. We're giving Philadelphia three for home field. We don't necessarily know that. Personally, I've, I would have Tampa Bay as like a 13-and-a-half-point favorite on, over the Eagles on a neutral field. So the fact that they're only seven at home or that the Eagles are only seven-point dogs, I love Tampa here, dude. I think this is a fucking – I think it's a beatdown, dog. Yeah, you know, uh, I think for the Eagles going forward, uh, in my opinion, what I'm going to be doing is if it's a team that is middle of the road, like a, you know, potential contender, maybe not like on that wild card, like cusp, I would actually bet Eagles money line because I feel like they can surprise those shit like medium teams against good teams. Though, yeah. like you guys were mentioning earlier, they're going to get the fucking doors blown off because they don't run the fucking ball they expect Jalen Hurts to do all these amazing things but he's not there yet maybe he does in the future but he still can't throw the ball um can't throw so the ball well at all no he can't and maybe he turns into something later down the road but as of right now this week I definitely think the Bucks probably win by I would say like it's going to be like a 10 to 17 point win for the Bucks. only reason being that is because they're going to fucking give up garbage points yeah, like I, I would personally have this line like nine and a half Tampa Bay, nine and a half, yeah. ten. Yep. All right, so we all we're all in the bucks here. Um, I think that's uh, that's easily said. Um, let's take a quick break, then we're going to be back and talk about these not so prime times. Do you like sports? Yeah. Do you like beer? Nice. Yeah. Well, the perfect podcast exists for you. Tune in every Monday as I, Jordan, stacks on stacks on stacks, lads. And me, Big Ball and Ben Larson, as we recap the weekend sports, preview upcoming games, and review quality craft brews on the Taproom Sports Podcast. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcast fixed. Visit taproomsportspodcast.com for more info. We are back. Make sure to check out Jordan and I on the Taproom Sports Podcast out every Monday for your Monday morning commute. But we got football to talk. We got these not-so-primetime games to get into. We're going to be looking at the first one, which is a big division rivalry and uh, kind of location rivalry here in the Packers versus the Bears. Um, we've got uh, the Bears sitting at four-and-a-half-point dogs at home going up against the Packers. Over-under is sitting at 44 points here. Pretty low for a Packers game, for uh, for my opinion. But uh, where do you guys think this game's going? Um, going just looking at this game, I think a lot of this. Um, I mean, giving the Bears getting four and a half is 
kind of a lot considering it's a division game, right? Uh, but I think a, a lot of it has to do with the fact that the Bears uh, dominated the Raiders last week. Um, yeah, I don't necessarily think that the Bears are any better than they were two, three weeks ago. Uh, Justin Fields didn't really have a great game. Um, they were able to run the ball pretty consistently, uh, which, as it gives, we all know, is a weakness to the Packers. Uh, but I don't think they have anybody that can stop Devontae Adams. You know what I mean? And that's basically where the Packers force feed. Um, and now the Packers have a two-headed monster in the running game in Jones and Dylan. Yeah. Uh, they're definitely figuring out a way to get them both involved in the offense. I really, really like that, um, the offense that the Packers are providing. But the problem is the Packers is like I know they're four and one ATS this year, but like they, I don't know I don't know if I can trust them to cover four and a half points. Like I feel like one it's a division game, two it's in Chicago, right? So division games are just always close, dude. Like these teams know each other so well. Um, I don't know what these two teams ATS against each other in the past is. To be honest with you, not uh, good actually. <laughs> The really? Packers are seven and three in their last ten against the spread, nine and one straight up. And mm-hmm. the last meeting they had, which was in Chicago, Green Bay won 35 to 16. In Green Bay, they won 41 to 25. Uh last time 10 to 3, the time before that in Chicago. The question I want to ask is: I don't know if does anyone have the schedule pulled up for the Bears? What well, who did what was their last four games? I know their first game was uh last four games. So uh, the first game was Bears Rams. Rams destroyed them by 20. Beat their uh, yeah, they beat the shit out of them. Game and then two also the Bears played. They beat game, Cincy. Yep. Game two was a 20 to 17 win against Cincinnati. Uh game three was Brown's 26 to 6 win against the Bears. Yep. Uh Game four was uh, Bears win against the Lions, twenty-four to fourteen, yep. and then uh, the Bears won against the Raiders, twenty to nine. All right, so the Bears play good against shitty teams. Yep, is what this says. So and and you look at I, and to Raider to sorry to Eddie's point, um, the the Packers have been playing a lot more difficult teams, and that's why I think true. they've been they've been getting kind of closer, like sticking a little bit closer around. Well, they're so, four and one against the spread overall. Yeah. So they, oh, absolutely. They beat expectation. Well, they they pushed last week, right? So it's really three, one and one. Three, one and one. Not the closing line, though. It was four, three, one and one where we got it out, but they closed it like three and a two half. And a half. Two, two and, and a half, half I think. Mm-hmm. Two and a half. Yeah. So the Packers covered, dude. So the closing line value four, one and four and one ATS. Yeah. And the Packers played. Much better teams, Cincy, um, although San Francisco, yeah. Cincy, San Francisco. Who else? Pitt, Pittsburgh defense. Oh, maybe they, they still scored played better teams. <laughs> they still scored twenty-seven points against Pittsburgh defense. Yeah, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh offense is trash. Seventeen. Yeah, but I mean, them, Chicago's but... defense, top five DVOA. Chicago's defense is solid, dude. Like that is a very strong defensive line. They dominated uh, the Raiders. You know, eh, that's not saying too much that offensive line they have in Vegas, but they did. But the thing I do like is that they do have that other dynamic with fields, right? Um, he does get hit a lot. You know, that's the one thing And the Packers uh, pass rush isn't necessarily the greatest pass rush in the NFL um, this week. 
uh, or I'm sorry, not this week, but uh, this year. Um, but at the same time, like it looks like Khalil Mack is kind of like playing for a contract, right? Um, Eddie Packers offensive line, not good. <laughs> right, I I completely agree. The, the according to PFF, if we're looking at um, PFF uh, rankings, they actually give um, Green Bay a higher percentage. Uh, run percentage. So I've kind of mentioned this in the fantasy show last week. Uh, PFF does a ranking of uh, pass advantage and run advantage based off O line, D line. Um, and based off the Packers O line, they have a higher, they have a 24% run advantage over the uh, Bears defensive line. Um, and that's that, in my opinion, I feel like that's kind of where they're going to have to. To, to win the game because you just mentioned the Packers uh, defensive or offensive line, excuse me. It's not good, dude. Like if you look at uh, right now, what the advantage is for the Bears defensive line, they have a 42% advantage on the passing game and a 29% disadvantage uh, against the run. So they're going to have to run the ball. But the nice thing is, like I mentioned earlier, they have that two-headed monster coming with them um, that they've they kind of figured out. Um, so I think I would take the Packers here money line, but I don't think I'd take them with the points, dude. I feel like it's going to be a closer game. Um, just a, a, but a down in the trenches. I don't feel like they're going to need to. You know what I mean? Like 21-17 just shoots in my head for this game. And that's only four, and it's a four-and-a-half-point spread. I like Packers' money line for sure, but I don't like them with the points, dude. Yeah, I don't love the points either, Ben. Um, I love the points. Chicago, so. top five DVOA, you know, the Packers haven't necessarily dominated. I mean, the Bears lost to the Bengals by three points. And the Bengals-Packers game was a flip. It was a coin flip. Like, if if kickers could kick a fucking field goal in that game. Then you know, the Bengals knows? actually win that game. The Bengals win no, that game. The, 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 they each well, had three missed the, field the, goals. Yeah, the Bengals missed a field goal at the end of regulation. Then no, the Packers the, missed two field goals in overtime. And the Packers and the only and, and at the end of regulation as well. Like the Crosby, right. the Crosby won right before the end of the game would have sealed the deal. That's true. That's true. But even if we're looking at that, right? Like that's a three-point win. It's still for, a and the Bears getting four dude. and a half. I don't know. It yeah, but I also like, put I also put a different Cincy team week two than they were week five. That's fair. So I think Cincinnati has gotten better. Yeah, they played as, with a banged this. up Joe Burrow all game. Yeah, but Burrow was non-existent in his first two games that he played this year. That's fair because he That's didn't not play. True. He, didn't, he, he played he didn't excellent any... in the first game against Minnesota. It was really Chicago now, though. Yeah, but Chicago was like, if you look at the games he didn't play well in, it's Chicago. That's it. Well, no, if you That's his compare, worst game. I think you can compare the Bengals and the Packers very similarly, though. I think those are two very similar teams, right? Now, not putting Burrow on the same category as, as Aaron Rodgers, obviously. Um, but, like, you know, the Bengals might even have more weapons. Plus, you got to think Dalton was in uh, right when I Chicago think, played them. Yeah, Fields is such a curveball, dude. Yeah. Like, you don't really know what the fuck you're going to well, get Fields yet. finished that game. He played the second half. In game two? Yeah. He That's when actually. Dalton got hurt. That's when Dalton I thought got that hurt. was Cleveland. 
No, uh, no, he got that's, the start. He played the whole start in Cleveland. That's why okay. he got sacked fucking nine times or whatever the hell it was. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, no, I'm, I'm taking I'm taking Bears plus four and a half here. Yeah, I think Bears I am too. Bears plus four and a half. Okay, that's and fine. I'm take, and I'm taking the under. I would also take the under yeah, in this game. I like I, it's a, again, it's a division matchup, man. Like division matchups, something I've learned like just in the last two years, really, like of doing this show and really focusing on the betting. I feel like the under. I don't know the number, and I, if you guys know this number, if you could look it up, fantastic. We should have like, started a database database of this. I know, right? Because I feel like the under hits on division games more often than not, unless it's the AFC West. Oh. <laughs> Oh, what? I'm going Packers here at four and a half. I like it. That's good. Uh, I'll go against y'all on this one. That's okay. That's fair. Right, let's move to a game that we're going to. Uh, we're just gonna, you know, do a, a quick, uh, quick hit, quick, quick hit on this. I can talk. Uh, we've got the Dolphins and the Jags. Dolphins are going into Jacksonville to play the Jags. Uh, right now, Dolphins are three and a half point favors with two coming back. Over under is sitting at forty seven and a half. Where are you guys going? Uh, Dolphins, Jags. I'm taking the Jags, dude. Uh, getting three and a half. I think the Dolphins might be the worst, if not the they're probably the second worst to the Jaguars in the NFL right now. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna take the Jaguars here. Jordan, I, I'm gonna go Jags too, dude. The Dolphins, dude, dude they, they stink. They, dude. This this has to be the win for the Jags, dude. If, if there's gonna be a week, win, it's they this are one, losing. Dude. They're 0-17 if they don't fucking win this uh, game. <laughs> this, I think this is the win, dude. I'm going Dolphins here because you got Tua coming back. He has to step up. He has to step up. But and I heard today he's like 50-50 coming back. Yeah, let's see. Let me look it no, up No, he's quick. He got a – Yeah, cleared. He got cleared, and coach had the coach had uh, – Flores had said he's going to be the starting QB. Then I'm really fucking taking the Jags then. There we go. There we go. Andy, I know your love of Tua. So, um, all right, let's move so to uh, let's move to a game that we're going to, you know, deep dive, and that's going to be the Bengals going into Detroit to play the Lions. Um, right now, Bengals are surprisingly only a three-and-a-half-point favor here. Um, with Burrow playing, uh, he did get that neck injury um, at the end of the game, well, at some point during the game uh, last week and was taken to the hospital after the game had uh, after the game had played. He also got hitting the head pretty hard um but uh over under sitting at 47 and a half points jordan where are you going with this one? Oh man um so this this is a tough one dude this is one where i'm throwing out any data dude throwing it all out mm. i'm throwing every piece of data out and i'm taking lions plus three and a half here and here's why they should have beat minnesota yep they were very close against Green Bay. They were very yep. close against San Francisco. Yep. They're very good against the spread because they don't give up. They never give up. MCDC, baby. And last week, you know, we talked about press conferences, right? Last week when Dan Campbell went in there and cried and said, you know, I'm just thankful that these guys go out there and give it their all every game. I think that shit resonates in a locker room very well i was very critical of the dan campbell hire i said it wouldn't work i didn't like it but i love i loved what i saw from dan campbell this is the game where detroit gets their first win of the season i'm taking detroit money line not only am am i taking the plus three and a half i'm taking money line detroit i also don't know what how joe burrow is going to be 
love Detroit here. This is a great spot. So up until the injury report came out, I was right there with you. But basically a, a Pro Bowl caliber center and Ragno is now on the on the IR for the Lions. He was literally setting up all the protections. Goff had to worry about nothing as far as blitzes because he's been playing at he's the third ranked uh, center in PFF um, in the NFL. Uh, he's out. He's not playing. Um, I believe they have a rookie coming in to play center. It's going to be his first career start. I, I just think the Bengals talent wise, I, I agree with what you say about Campbell. I love him. I think he is a breath of fresh air for the NFL. I told you there's no data. I could say that will back up I, my point of view. Dog. I but agree. That's, that's fine. I, we're, I just, we're going against you and that's, that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's okay fine. To do like, that. I, yeah. I, 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 to be honest, when I say I'm taking the Bengals, I'm not a hundred percent confident in it. And that's a credit to the lions. I think the lions are the best worst team in football. Yeah, but they're still the worst team. They're still an 0 and 5 team. Look, they're going they... up against one of the best young QBs that we have. I would say they're better and... than some teams that have a win, though. That's fine, but they they don't have a win. They That's can't true. put it together. Then when we saw it last right. week in in a two point loss, they still lost. They still couldn't get that W, even though they played their asses off. So right. I, I mean, I understand where Dan Campbell's coming from. And I'm, I would be proud of my team if they were fighting and fighting and fighting, but I mean, you're still 0 and 5. You still lost by 10 points to Chicago. You still lost by two to both Baltimore and Minnesota. You still lost yeah, by 18. They lost to, to a 66 Day. yard field goal against Baltimore. I mean, that's heartbreaking, dude. Uh, yeah. Yeah, agreed, but you still lost. You, you have yeah. to be in a point where, you that that a 66 yard field goal doesn't matter bro they ain't losing every game dude and there's got to be a game on their schedule they can win i just think it's a good spot like i said nothing nothing i could say statistically or analytically will back up my point i just i i wish i had data on how head coaches cry in the press conferences (laughs) and how their teams react the next week but I just love it, dude. I will yeah. say too that PFF has all three of the Bengals receivers and T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and um, Jamar Chase in their top ten for wide receiver cornerback matchups. Yep. Um, I, dude, I I love the fucking Lions. I'm not gonna lie, I love the Lions. I, I they're like they're like the bad news bears, if you will, of the NFL right now. I really hope that they win. They'll love want, to hear that. <laughs> I fucking I want the fucking Lions to win. I just don't see them beating a Bengals team that really has, in my opinion, been one of the best teams in their division. Besides, I mean, you can count the Ravens, but the Bengals have been really fucking good, dude. Yep. Um. Yeah, I, I have they the, though. They have, dude. They Who have they beat? So they could have beat the Packers last week. No, right? who did they beat? Who Jacksonville have they and beat? Pittsburgh and Minnesota. Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, Minnesota. There's the three so, wins that they've had. So their combined teams they beat are a record of what? But we got to take in consideration that fucking they, oh, they should have beat Green Bay, right? Well, we could Bay say the same thing about the Lions, though. The Lions could easily be two and three. They could be. You're. I, I. That's what I'm saying. I agree with you in the fact that I think the Lions are the best bad team in football. I just don't. I think Cincinnati's just 
that's just a fucking better team, dude. Yep. They're going to fucking torch them through the, the week. Air. I call Cincinnati a real team and say they could be a can like a playoff contender. They go out and their kicker so misses just, fucking. So you're just four bitter because goals. of the kicker, not the actual team. <laughs> because they should have. That's lost what that this game. team could very they well come lost down that game to. to. They should have lost that game to Green Bay. They should have lost that game to Green Bay by more than three points. Okay, then what we have said about that? If they lost by twelve, what would we be saying to this week? It would be a different story. And if I they think lost the Lions by a little different. And it's the same thing about the Lions. If they had lost by twelve, you know, to Minnesota. That but they wouldn't. That game, they well. lost that game by a fucking last-minute field goal. And and right. the, the the Bengals lost that game by a field goal, like in overtime. So, right. or it would have been a last-minute field goal. As right, well. but that's like, my point. It is like, what are we? What are we? What are we talking? About? I'm saying if you, because you said that Green Bay should have won that game by 12 points or more. So I said, how would we be viewing the Bengals this week if they lost that game by that many points? I will point out, dude, you can't go this hard on a game where you just said that you have no fucking analytical data, yeah. data to fucking <laughs> like justify but your I'm, pick. I'm using Probably. your, I'm using your, <laughs> but I'm going against your guys' logic. Ben just said that, you know, the, the Bengals should have lost that game by 12. But he's saying, I said the Bengals he could have if. lost by 12. It was more of an if. And right. that it but, the been, same, but then I said it, the, the Lions could very well be a lot better team. They could have beat the Ravens and the fucking Vikings. And then what we'd be talking about this game. But then those are all if we're going to use that logic, right. If we're going to use that logic, if we're going to use that logic, then, then we need to per, uh, per, apply that to both teams. We are applying that to both teams. When we say that the, that the lions could have so lost why is by this... 12 last week. And it would have been, again, same thing. It would have been a but different story. The we lions weren't in line to lose by 12 last week. If we would have been looking at this Neither team, the but the, the Lions weren't in line they, to lose this game by Neither were the Bengals. Week. Neither were the Bengals. Well, I'm just using. That's what you said. You said the Bengals. We said. I said lost. they could have. I right. mean, it's it could have been a blowout. Good situation. And last week's Minnesota Detroit game could have been a blowout. Like it wasn't. It wasn't and, even close. And, and neither, neither was, was the, the Bengals. And Bengals Green Bay game. Li- you guys are I know it wasn't, but were you saying? But bucks. were you saying that? But were I'm you saying, saying that we would have looked at goals? this? T- we would have looked at either of these teams a lot differently if For it sure. was a twelve point if and what blowout. If, well, but why it are we wasn't going to those ifs. But we we're just talking about ifs, though, and that's where that conversation came from. I know. Well, why are we saying yes. twelve points? Like. I, Twelve well, points this was a random number 35. that I came up with out of my out of the right. There was just yeah. And you rolled with it. Right. I could have said right. eight. I could have said seven. Okay. But I said yeah. 12 okay. because it was a number. That was okay. bigger than two and three. Long story short, what we're getting at is, is like this is a tough game to bet, and I probably wouldn't fucking bet on it. No, I'm taking the Lions money line this week, dude, for sure. All right. Well, I think it's a good teaser game, too. This is take definitely, Lions plus nine definitely, this is going to be another one of uh, Jordan's losses on his best bets. But <laughs> I would agree with you 100% on the teaser. I definitely think it's a fucking fantastic No, this will not be a best bet. I'm going to bet it, though, for sure, dude. I'll put it on my teaser, for sure. I agree. All right. So, Eddie and I on the Bengals. Jordan is on the Lions. He's even going bigger. He's going money line in there. Um, let's talk to one. We're just going to give a quick hit on. We're going to go... Uh, the Colts are hosting the Texans uh, right now. Vegas has a 10 and a half point spread and over under of 43 and a half. In my opinion, 43 and a half is a very low number if we're looking at a 10 and a half point spread. Um, but again, just my opinion here. Uh, where do you guys think uh, this is going? Too many points, Colts. dude. 
Oh, I don't, I don't agree with you, dude. I, it's too many points. The Colts secondary is fucking beat to shit. They allowed fucking uh, Lamar Jackson to look like he was fucking Dan Marino out there. Like, I, I'm 100% taking the Texans here with the points. Yeah, but Davis Mills hasn't looked good against anybody. He looked good <laughs> last week. He looked good last week. He didn't like against that. He didn't have like last he week. 300 yards against the Patriots defense. That's quote unquote a solid defense. And how many turnovers do you have? No matter, dude. I'd say you said he didn't look good. He threw for over 300 yards, and the Colts defense dude. stinks. See, that secondary is awful. I don't care. He had no interceptions. Mills did Car- not have an interception last week. Carson didn't have a fumble. Like- Carson, Carson Wentz looked look great good. like last week, dude. Yep. He did look good, but he sucked in the second half. No, he didn't. He played great in the second half. The defense just allowed 400 that yards defense, in the second dude. half. I just, dude. I just can't fucking. And their trust kicker that missed fucking three field goals in the second half. Right. You can't allow fucking Lamar Jackson to throw for 400 fucking yards. You're the worst defense in the NFL if that's the case. No, he's, he's not that bad, good, bro. He's not that bad. <laughs> he I'm still going right. to take Wentz. Yep. I'm going Colts. Jordan's going the Colts. Eddie's going uh, with the Titans. Taking with the Texans. We're going to uh, move to a game we'll talk about, and then we'll go with one more that we're going to do a quick hit on. Uh, we're going to talk about the Chiefs going into D.C. to play the Washington football team. Uh, right now, Chiefs are sitting at six and a half point favors here. Um, over under is sitting at 55 and a half. This dude. is easy, dude. Easy. Easy bet. Yeah, I and agree. The- the reason why, though, is Kansas City coming into the Buffalo game had only gone to fourth down four times, dude. I mentioned this on Taproom Sports. They'd only gone to fourth down on four times. Who is the worst third down defense in all of football, Eddie? Yep. That is the exact fucking point I was going to make as well, dude. Washington fucking stinks on third down. You, they were allowing Jameis fucking Winston to fucking just dice him on third down. Third and six, third and seven, third and nine. Every long third down, he was getting the first down. And not just getting the first down, but like gain, getting the first down by like 10 and 15 yards up top. Worst dude. third down team in all oh of football, God. dude. God. Oh. All of football, there's not a worse third down defense in Washington. I like Chiefs by a lot here. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. A I don't, lot, I wouldn't, a lot. I wouldn't go by a lot because they still have the Chiefs defense on the other side. Um, but you have two teams that are one and four ATS. Both are two and three. But, like, let's look at the two and three teams. The Chiefs have literally played the toughest schedule in the NFL through the first five weeks, right? Yep. Uh, and now they're coming into a part of their schedule, just like a lot of the AFC West teams, where the schedule gets a lot easier because they start facing the garbage of the NFC East. Um, and I think this is a very good building block for the Chiefs to kind of take off. Might be a great right. over game, to be honest. 100%. Every game you fucking betting it with the Chiefs, you're taking the over. You have to. Neither defense can fucking stop anything. Um, and the Chiefs, I feel like the Chiefs are going to fucking hit the over by themselves, dude. They could e- easily score 50 fucking six points in this game. And I feel like the – I, I do feel like the Bills kind of exposed a flaw of Kansas City that I think Tampa ex- exploited in the Super Bowl, although the Chiefs had a banged-up offensive line. But you play your safeties 45 yards deep, and you just dare Kansas City to just to play impatient. everything in front of them. Yep. And last last week, and I think a big part of it was because they didn't trust their defense. And I think Andy Reid needs to sit in there. And Andy Reid's a great coach. Eric Bieniemy, great offensive coordinator. And I think they're going to sit in the film session this 
this week and be like, hey, look, dude, we have all of this in front of us. Like, yeah. we can dink it, dunk it down the field. You have and maybe our it. defense gets better because they get a rest because you're, yes. you're slowly, yep. methodically driving down the field rather than, you know, scoring in 35 seconds, dude. Yep. Right. Scoring in 35 seconds is fucking great, dude. But your defense gets overworked and exhausted. Yep. That's like a big thing that we, I feel like we're always talking about on this show is time of possession. Uh, and, the, and I feel like the Chiefs get bored. Right. Like when you get like five yards, six yards, they get fucking impatient and Mahomes wants to air it out. Like that's like yep. the, it's it's crazy to think that the weakness of Patrick Mahomes is giving him six yards every play. Yeah. yeah. Like the Chiefs defense is allowing get this. I read this stat and I was shocked. They are seven like the yards most, per play. Yes, the, you know what the most yards uh, per play by an offense is in NFL history? Two thousand Rams. 7.1, right? The fucking greatest show on turf, dude. Like they have a fucking nickname and they like got seven fucking points on or seven yards of play. And that's what the Chiefs defense allows, dude. Allows a play. Like yep. it's um like they have to be off the field. You have to just figure out a way to keep your defense off the field. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like watching the Raiders last year, that was what the Raiders had to do. They had to keep their defense off the field because that was an atrocious defense. The same thing's got to be for the Chiefs. They got to do ball control. Um, they don't have a, a running back. Harder, though. They don't have a running well, back. Yeah, I'll just say, Eddie, harder with Eddie I don't mean to steal your shine, but fantasy pickup of the week, that backup Chiefs running backs, I do think that they're going to try and run the ball more. Yep, so you have uh, Darnell Williams, I believe is his name. Uh, is yep. a pickup. I actually think that McKissick is the fantasy pickup of the two because they're going to throw the ball even more because Andy Reid loves to throw the fucking ball, and he's their pass-catching running back. Um, McKissick I is the pass-catching yeah. running back of the Washington, Washington football team. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, not McKissick, McKinnon, my fault. Uh, McKinnon, McKinnon is the guy I was talking about. My fault. Uh, I think I, I said earlier in the year on a different podcast that McKinnon was going to get his shine with more like week eight, week nine. You uh, it's us? a little, it's a little, I'm sorry, dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> trying to get the word out. You know what I mean? Um, but I did mention that McKinnon was a guy I'd like for later in the year. And I, this could be a fucking chance for me to be right. So I think McKinnon's going to be a guy that's going to get a lot of production. There we go. Especially because it's going to be third and fucking long and you know they're going to get it. <laughs> all right. So we got, uh, I think we're all, all Chiefs there. Um, no questions asked. That shit hurts my soul, Ben, dude. Those are like my two favorite teams that aren't the Cardinals. Yep. Yeah. Washington stinks because they don't have Alex Smith. Let's be real. Nah, I like Heineke, bro. Oh, we know. We He's know. a gamer, dude. All right. Let's Alex, move on Alex to Smith a quick wins, hit. baby. We're going to move on to a quick hit. Um, of the uh, the Rams heading into New York to play the Giants. Giants are beat the hell up on the offensive yeah. side. Um, and so you've got uh, Jones, who's likely not playing with the uh, concussion. You've got uh, Barkley out for at least a week. Um, they're saying his, his uh, twist wasn't as bad as it looked on Sunday, um, but it still looked pretty damn bad. Um, and then you've got uh, Galladay out as well. So Rams are getting nine and a half points going into New York. I'm still taking it. Are you guys taking that nine and a half? Yeah. The, the Rams are going to fucking slaughter him, dude. Yep. Hold on, but Aaron Donald's on the injury report. How serious is this? They don't need him. I don't need him. Not see him on the injury report. Uh, let's take a look. So is the Rams kicker. They won't need him either. Did he practice today? 
Uh, it's going to be a blowout, dude. Darnold did not participate Darnold, in yep. practice. Due to a knee so, injury, it's considered day-to-day. Yeah, Darnold's questionable, but um, they anticipate him playing, apparently. Uh, but I honestly don't think they need to play him. True. They don't have an offense. Yeah, there's not going like, to – I don't – I don't know, dude. Like, I know we hate on Daniel Jones. Probably take Jones the under in this game, to be honest. 49. Yeah, because the Giants ain't yeah. going to score. You think fucking yeah. Glennon's neck is going to allow him to fucking score points, dude? Glennon. Not a chance. Yeah. Glennon stinks. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I like the I like the Rams here. I think we're all on the Rams there. Yeah, And yep. they don't have Saquon Barkley, who's literally their offense. Like, Yeah. All right, uh, let's move on to the next one. Uh, we've got uh, just a couple of games here left with this shortened schedule this week because of the buys. Uh, we've got the Vikings heading into Carolina to play the Panthers. Vikings are favored by a point uh, over under sitting at 46 points. This is the fucking disappointing bowl, dude. So uh, this is uh, this week. This is a massively undervalued game here. Now, is McCaffrey playing? Does anybody know? He's 50-50. So 50% of my bet is going to go to the fucking Panthers. 50% is going to go to the Vikings. Because if he plays, the Panthers win. If he doesn't, they lose. Says he's questionable. Matt Rule said 50-50. Yeah, today. Right. Yeah, it's it, it all depends on McCaffrey. Just like I said last week. If McCaffrey plays, fucking they probably win. Because Darnold stinks. Right, he is not playing well. Um, has been playing better than he was playing. He had one New York bad game, dude. dude he yeah. had, uh, no, that's he is the 26 out of 35 quarterbacks on PFF right now, 67.2 rank, ranking, dude. Like, it's not just one bad game, it's consistent. He has a great first half, and they stink in the second half. Is that play calling? Is that is that Darnold? Who knows. Right, like I don't really know. I can't give you an answer on that. Well, the thing is, is that Carolina's defense still number two DVOA, regardless. Yep. And Minnesota's defense, I mean, they haven't been their eighth DVOA, but they haven't been great, and they also haven't played a bunch of great offenses. But their offense hasn't looked good in the last two weeks, dude. Like they look terrible. They haven't had Delvin Cook. A big point is, is Dalvin a Cook point. playing? Is Dalvin Cook playing? We don't know if he's going to play either. Uh, you know what I mean? Cousins has been playing well this year. Justin Jefferson on one side, Adam Thielen, who's he's like the new the the new Minnesota Chris Carter. All he does is catch touchdowns. It seems like, um, you know what I mean? I, I I have no faith in the Panthers to be honest with you. I have I no, no faith, faith dude. Week. I'm the guy that bets on the Vikings every week, dude. I take the Vikings That's and. True. I I just don't I don't understand why they're a favorite at Carolina, dude. I think it's Dalvin Cook practice today, but the starters sat out of practice today. Were nose tackle Michael Pierce, linebacker Anthony Barr, defensive end uh, Everson Griffin, and wide receivers Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Jesus. Well, it is fucking Wednesday, right? Like you really got to look at We're Alexander Madison and tight end Ben Effelson. Jesus Christ. That's a lot of fucking injuries, dude. Um, You know what? For me, I'm going to take the Panthers here only because they have the fucking the virtual Panther, dude. And they're playing at home. I'm going to take the Panthers because they're dogs at home. I know it's only a point, but you're telling me on a neutral field. 
Minnesota's a three and a half, four point favorite. Over I think Carolina. on a neutral field, Minnesota's better. You think they're a three and a half point or four point better team? Three, three and a half, four? Uh, dude, I, it's so many injuries. It fucking makes it really hard to give you an answer to that. Yeah, I think the injuries are the, the biggest aspect right. of that. Right. Um, I still trust because Carolina's defense has played good against everybody but that Dallas game. Yeah, yeah, and I, look at what Dallas has done too. All of the Carolina's defenses. offense stinks, dude. I don't That's think it sucks as much offense. as you'd think. I think that I just Joe Brady got a he got a simplify thing. He he doing too much right now. Um, and and getting Christian McCaffrey changes a lot, dude. And they've had yeah, injuries in their in their wide receiver core too. DJ Moore's been hurt. Mm-hmm. I also can't he, believe that is DJ Moore playing Robbie this Anderson week? involved. Uh, he's not on the injured list, so I would imagine he's playing. So he's playing. Uh, um, Robbie right. Anderson. Like, you got to get him involved, dude. Like, mm. I would feel like Donald has the best connection with Anderson, but they're not running plays for him. Like, I feel like Anderson's like their second, third option consistently, and that shouldn't be the case. He should be like the number one option for Donald just because of the, like the the factor that he knows him. You know what I mean? Like they've played together before, but they don't get him and- involved at all. Ben, are you looking at the scores for any of the teams? Yep. Can you pull up by any chance? Can you pull up how many rush yards Carolina has had in their three wins? Quickly. Um. Okay. Carolina against the Jets rushing yards were uh, Panthers rushing 111. 111. Uh, against New Orleans. Panthers rushing was 89. That was a win? Yep. And against Houston, Panthers rushing was 117. 117. So they averaged 107 yards per year. So them rushing the ball doesn't really mean that much. So how much does Christian McCaffrey... Well, really McCaffrey matter. does more than just run the ball, dude. He fucking sure. is your number one option out of the backfield. Yeah. He's their number one receiver. Um, no, he's yeah. not their number one receiver. He's no, their number DJ one receiver. When, when he plays, he's their number one receiver. Dude. No, he's not. 100%. No, he's not. It, no. it just adds an extra dynamic for sure. Yeah. More is their top defense. Because they don't use, they don't have like a tight end option. So like most teams have a check down to the tight end, right? But they don't, they don't. They have a check down to their halfback. That's the one difference between Chubba. Chubba has been nice though. Chubba's been, even in the ground game. That McCaffrey's been in, Chubba has been running more than McCaffrey. Like on the ground game, sure. But like on the passing game, like that's like Donald's outlet, dude. And he doesn't have that with uh, McCaffrey out of the game. I still like Carolina here. I'm going with or without McCaffrey. Virtual Panther, dude. It's just like the coach cries. Um, All right. So we're going to move on to the next game here. Uh, We're going to have Cardinals heading into into Cleveland to play the Browns. Uh, Browns are sitting at three point favors as of right now. Over under is sitting at 49 and a half. Dude, the Browns. Like, that's unbelievable last week, right? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking believable. Like, how do you have 500 yards, no turnovers, and lose the game? I guess the first time in full history, right? Like, because well, the Chargers are first time. Char- yeah, no, the Chargers play well. Like, I don't know, dude. I'm picking the Cardinals because I think the Browns are going to be that team that plays really well against good teams but loses. 
all the time. They, well, they should have beat the Chiefs. They didn't. They should have beat the fucking Chargers. They didn't. And they're going <sighs> to should have beat the fucking Cardinals. And they won't. I, just, I don't understand why this is a pick'em game. I think it's a fair assessment. It's three and a half or something like that, right? Well, it's uh, it's three on three for Browns getting three. Browns getting three. So on a neutral field, this would be a pick'em. Sixty-one degrees, not a lot of wind, no fucking rain. You've got um, no oh, uh, the center for Cardinals is out, right? The Cardinals are the underdog, by the way, not the Browns, right? So yeah. on a neutral field, it's a pick em. Yeah, neutral field's a pick em. Rodney yeah. Hudson is not playing. Oh, um, really? Yeah, and when when he went out mm-hmm. on Sunday, the Cardinals offense like completely changed, dude. Like it was different. Oh, that changes like everything. But the Browns have a lot of injuries. A lot of injuries. Dude. Mm-hmm. Um, Greg Newsome, Denzel Ward, Malik McDowell, JC Treader, Malcolm Smith. Takaris McKinley, Malik Jackson, AJ Green, Jarvis Landry's out. Miles Garrett didn't practice. Kareem Hunt on the question he's questionable. Nick Chubb questionable. David Njoku questionable. Wow. Andy Jonovich, who's their fullback, placed on injured reserve. Chris Hubbard, offensive tackle, starting injured reserve. MJ Stewart, safety, starting That's a ton. injured reserve. Jedrick Willis. Starting left tackle or right tackle, on uh, he's questionable. Jadavi Clown is questionable. What do we go under 49 and a half then because of all these injuries? No way. Nah, I think no? we hit the over. What's the weather yeah. gonna be like? Do we have any they said idea? 61, 61 degrees, no wind, no cloud, like low cloud or low wind, I should say. Few clouds, 105 kickoff PM. Because I don't necessarily trust Baker Mayfield being able to sling it. And to be honest, as much shit as we give Arizona, their defense was great last week, especially against a guy they had no film on. You know what I mean? So they had no idea what was coming. Well, like they were they just kind of turnover early in the game with the overthrow right they did have well, that he overthrew defense. a lot but they were giving him a lot of pressure too yeah no 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 oh no, also chandler jones not playing for the cardinals hey, That's dude, every time you fucking jones. mention something i hate the cardinals more yikes i just told you 15 players on the cleveland browns yeah but yeah. but what i'm looking at is they're all likely to play you know what I'm saying? Like Kareem Hunt's likely to play. Up. Chubb's not likely to play. Garrett's likely to play. And Jaku's likely to play. Like they're still going to play, but you're telling I mean, people the, that are out. And the they Cardinals, lost Max Williams, dude. The Cardinals injury list sucks even more. Jordan Hicks, questionable. Daryl Dar- Daniels, questionable. Vallejo, questionable. Kelvin Beecham, starting right tackle, questionable. Chase Edmonds, questionable. Kyler dude. Murray, questionable. Limited participant I mean, in practice on Wednesday. DeAndre Hopkins, questionable illness, mispractice Wednesday. Chandler Jones, out. Rodney Hudson, out. Joshua Miles, out. Max Williams, out. Ezekiel Turner, out. Max Williams, out. That's a lot, dude. I think that this is going to be a Browns ground and pound. I think if this was in Arizona, I would pick Arizona. But because it's in Cleveland, like with all the injuries you just mentioned, I have to think that the Cleveland ground game is going to lead them to victory, in my opinion. It just worries me because this is a different Cardinals team, bro. Like they, sh- 
two years for the last two years they would have lost that game on Sunday, but they still managed to win. There's just something different about this team that can't be quantified. Although they are number one, uh, or I'm sorry, offensively, they are eighth DVOA defense. They are fifth, fourth DVOA. The only thing that worries me is they're 13th against a rush. That's what Cleveland likes to do best. But Cleveland does have offensive lines injuries. Yeah, but they have, like you said, they're they're giving up the fifth most rushing yards in the NFL, dude. Like, I'm gonna take a, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna take Cardinals plus three. Give me the points. They I'm might lose. Like I'm definitely the taking the Browns. I'm definitely taking the Browns. Uh, when you pick on the Cardinals, they fucking lose. Uh, so because that's what you took, I am taking the Browns. Might be a fair point, dude. <laughs> um, I, I bet on them last week, though. That's true. I bet against them the week before, though, and they they smashed, dude. Yeah, dude, I was right on that one. I don't know. I just think they're gonna lose at some point, and with these yeah. injuries, they got to lose there. This guy, I mean, if Rodney Hudson was playing, I well, think the I for sure think, win, dude. I love Rodney Hudson though. I I definitely think that. This is a tough game, dude. But within three points, I mean, give me the three points. So if they lost, I wouldn't be shocked Again, at all. The, this yeah. would be a one that you would want to take the Cardinals on a teaser. That's a, given a getting extra six and a half, so you're getting ten. I think that's a fucking great bet. No, I think this is a teaser. Stay away from me, unless I was. If you like the Browns, take the Browns plus three. Mm, I would still take the Cardinals getting that extra nine and a half or whatever. I think that's a that's a good teaser because uh, like that game's gonna be close, you know. So I always feel whenever that happens, the team gets blown out. <laughs> Could be. All right, we got two more before we head into uh, our second break of the night. We're oh, we be got a looking, great game here. Yeah, the Raiders heading into Denver to play the Broncos right now. Broncos are three and a half point favors. Um, has that changed? No, uh, I just we, up, this morning. we updated the, okay. the yeah three and a half point favors. Um, at home, so on a neutral field, they're saying Broncos are a half point favor. Uh, over under is sitting at 44. Eddie, take it away. Uh, dude, this is gonna be like a real fucking like gut check for this franchise, dude. Like, it's not like I don't feel like we can like look at this as like a football game, like just stats and things like that. You have a very emotional Raiders team coming into Denver. Not only is it Denver, so it's a hated rivalry, right? Uh, but you have all the bullshit that's been going on behind the scenes. And, like, a lot of the players, like, just from, like, the interviews and things that you've been seeing, like, they feel it's unfair that they're getting lumped into the Gruden situation. So I feel like that's going to actually bring them together. Uh, my biggest complaint about the Raiders in the past couple of weeks has been John Gruden's play calling, and that's gone. We don't have to worry about that shit anymore. Who's, uh, who's calling the plays now? Olsen. Greg Olsen's going to be calling the plays. And Greg Olsen was uh, Derek Carr's offensive coordinator his rookie year. So he has, like, a – and he's been there too the last uh, since Gruden's been there. So he's got a very uh, familiar, he's very familiar with hearing that voice. Um, at the end of the day, I think that this is like a type of situation. Like if you look in the past of the NFL, when a, when a coach gets fired and the players are for it, you know what I mean? Like, I think that majority of the Raiders players, even though they haven't come out and said anything, they're happy that Gruden's gone. When that kind of situation happens, I feel like that benefits the team that fired the coach. Like, um, I, again, I don't have the fucking numbers on that. I don't um, think they, they're too stoked about him. And a lot of them, maybe now that they've thought about it, but a lot of them have come out after, you know, there's a lot of and players. said like, Oh, just, he was, 
he was yeah, good they, in these last couple him. years. I but there's a lot him. of players, like the African American players, that did say like no comment basically when they were asked about the Gruden email. After yeah, but the then game you had some African American players that did come out and say that Agreed. they they liked them and they appreciated him. And Agreed. Jacobs and I, was one of them. They're top running back. I agree. He has a lot I'm, of uh, say in that locker room. So, well, yeah, I think, and again, Derek Carr is like that fucking leader, right? Um, I, again, I mean, if put all the John Gruden bullshit aside, right? I think the Raiders are a better team than the Broncos. The Broncos have uh, a very good defense, uh, but the Broncos just lost to the Steelers, who, you know, they've been one of the more disappointing teams in the NFL. Um, the only thing I, I mean, worry the about is just lost to the Bears, dude. Yeah, but like, look at all the shit that was going on around him, dude. Like, that was before you know, all the shit came out. Though. It was that was right in the middle of it all, though. Like the email had just come out on Friday, right before the game uh, kicked off on Sunday. That was one of the most uninspired games I'd ever seen the Raiders play. Um, so, in my opinion, um, the thing that worries me here is that the Broncos can run the ball. The Raiders can't stop the run. I've mentioned that uh, almost every show. Uh, we can't stop the run to fucking save our life. Um, I think the Raiders come out and win this game. I'd put the money on a money line. Um, and it could also be the opposite where the Broncos come out and just dog walk them. Um, I think the Broncos defense is, is going to play up to this game and could be, I mean, they're not allowing many points. I mean, granted, you know, we talked about it. They didn't play tough defenses, you know, or tough offenses in those first three games. But, you know, 23 and 27 against teams that can play or have played good offenses in the past. I mean, they give up a lot of points. To I don't see Vegas putting up that many points. Uh, I, I actually like the Raiders here too, dude. I think losing a head coach, I think gives you extra motivation as players. Um because it was a distraction last week, dude. It was a distraction that definitely the last two days because they kept getting asked about it in media by the media. And that shit's tiring, dude. Uh, and, and, dude, Denver, like, look who they face. Their defensive numbers are a little skewed because of who they face. They face the three of the worst teams in football, right? And then they faced Pittsburgh, who they almost came back and beat, honestly. And Pittsburgh has a great defense, and then they lost to Baltimore. I like I like the Raiders here, uh, plus the points, dude, on the road. I think they're I think they're gonna win this game, to be honest. And I think they're gonna suck the rest of the year. I wouldn't necessarily say they're gonna suck the rest of the year, dude. The team's still good. You know what I mean? Like they still have a solid. They're all team. right. They haven't played well these last few weeks. Last couple of weeks, they have played pretty bad, I'd agree. And a lot of that, too, is I think they got very arrogant in the sense that they think they can hit the deep ball all the fucking time. Like the Raiders offense for the last two years has been a very much a ball control. We're going to fucking have 10 to 12 play drives. We're going to march down the field three to four yards a pop, right? And then they had some big plays and like the game against the Browns or not the Browns, the Bears last week. They're trying to air it out all the fucking time, dude. Like you can't do that. You know, that's not how this T, this offense is built. If they can get back to that ball control, uh, three, four yard chunk plays, hit Waller for four or five yards type deal. They just I need to be able to run the ball a little bit. That's a difference. Yeah, I agree. And I and I think they're able to run the ball a little bit more consistently, but we don't have fucking fourth and one and we're going fucking dive up the left side every fucking time. Everyone in the world knows we're doing it. Everyone can stop it. Like, 
I think I don't, the play, lo- the play I don't love the Raiders, but I'm taking the Raiders. Stark. I love them. Of course, not for this could. game. But I just love them. Period. We, we know you love them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, I'm going against you guys, even with that hook there. That hook is, is a little rough. Um, this is a the next game is one that I absolutely love. Uh, I don't understand why this uh, this spread is is sitting at three and a half here. Um, this is the Cowboys heading into New England to play the Patriots. Uh, right now, uh, over under sitting at 51 points. And again, Cowboys on the road with three and a half point favors. Staying at six and a half point on a neutral field. I'm actually surprised we're talking about this. I could have skipped this game and been perfectly fine with it. Cowboys are going to fucking dog walk the Patriots. Dude, the Patriots stink. One for the Patriots as bad as that. That's fucking stink, dude. Um, uh, their defense is so good. Yeah. That fucking Cowboys defense is good, dude. Believe it or not, I know that's like a weird fucking statement to make, but the Cowboys, Cowboys defense is fucking good, dude. The Cowboys offense is just the fucking offense is amazing. Points. They're running the ball, which I think we we all said before the season they need to fucking run the ball. Yep. Um Polar and now and they're Zeke. doing it and they're Crazy. just force feeding Zeke. And now they're hitting CeeDee Lamb deep. They're hitting Amari Cooper when they need to. They have the tight end Schultz, who has been coming one of the best tight ends in football, like you could put him in that top five category just for usage and its consistency. Like he's really emerging this year. That offense is unbelievable. Uh, and the Patriots offense isn't going to do a fucking thing. Jones stinks. They were down, what, 21, not like three at one point last week to the Texans and had a great comeback. Sure, fine. But I, 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 there's nothing that the Patriots have done this year that I'm like, yep, they're going to stay in this one. You know what I mean? Like, they're just not a good team, dude. Like, they are in a rebuild. It's okay to admit that the Patriots fucking stink. Taking the pass here. Because you fucking stink, dude. That's just the way it fucking <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just I'm taking I'm taking the pats, dude. For what reason? Because very well, a lot of good reasons. You know, New England's defense is still top 10 DVOA right now. And they're good against the run, which is really what sets up what Dallas does this year. When Dallas, when Dak Prescott doesn't throw more times than they run the ball, he's undefeated as a starting quarterback. I think Dallas is going to shut down the run here. And in turn, they're going to be able to shut down the pass game. I mean, dude, they they shut down one of the best offenses in football in Tampa Bay, dude. Like, that was the worst game Tampa Bay played all year was against New England. Yeah, but there's a lot of emotion in that game. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 which you all said wasn't a factor. It clearly it was, dude. So what I'm telling you How do you we know that? Maybe, maybe it was also Belichick was pouring. Just, it was also pouring during that game. It wasn't pouring until the end. Cowboys are five and zero ATS as well, dude. That Cowboys could it was, be the it best was team in the NFC. For the full so you think they're gonna go? You, you think they're gonna go the six and zero ATS? Yeah. No, I'm taking I'm taking Pats here. Give me the pay. Give me the Patriots plus the three and a half at home. Take them. I'm with it. I'm fucking telling you, the Cowboys are gonna fucking dog walk them. Yep. All right. I am with you. I mean, no rain in the bet. forecast, dude. No rain yeah. in the forecast. Already best bet material. I like no it. way. Well, I decided to open up my bag of meat and start eating some meat. So uh, while I go ahead and eat some more food, we're going to go ahead and take a break and listen to one of our Taproom Sports affiliates. Hey, Bubba, what's the matter? I need help with my fantasy football team. I play fantasy football. You think I can help you with that? No way. I'm going to ask the pros. What do you mean the pros? Alexa, play. 
Weekend Waiver Wired on Spotify. Tune in every weekend for the Weekend Waiver Wire, hosted by me, Steady Eddie Martin. Brought to you by Taproom Sports, where I give you all the ins and outs for the upcoming Fantasy Week. You need some help getting that W? I'm your man. Join me every Saturday as I turn you into a Bill Belichick-level Fantasy GM. Brought to you by Taproom Sports. Keep up to date with everything Taproom Sports to our website, www.taproomsportspodcast.com. All right, we are back, and it is time for some fantasy picks. Make sure to go and check out Eddie's, Raider Eddie's, excuse me, uh, fantasy show every, coming out every week uh, with your booms and busts of the week. Definitely a great show, and he has been on fire. Maybe not as on fire as I was this last week, though. I took the W. I, was, uh, I got in 120. <laughs> Maybe like three uh, fucking points, dude. Eddie was at 117 <laughs> points, and then Jordan was a little bit behind us there with a uh, – 56.6 again that's that what, what happens got, when that's what happens that when everyone gets time? hurt dog. that's 100 <laughs> what he had that week before <laughs> yeah. um so uh if we look at the the full layout of uh, all the weeks so far um, i have jumped into the lead at 489.4 points eddie is 10 points behind at uh, 479.87 points and jordan is in third here after two tough weeks but he'll be back with 427.98 points. Um, so Jordan is going to get the first pick of this week. Then it's going to go uh, Eddie and then myself. And again, we're taking a QB, a running back, two wide receivers, a tight end, and a kicker. Jordan, who are you going with with your first pick? Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> just going to go ahead and just uh, get in there quick, huh? Not even going to mess yeah. around. Um, so uh, since you are taking Patrick Mahomes, I will be taking uh, Tyreek Hill. Okay. So I actually have to worry about a QB here, uh, which is not where I was looking at my notes here with the QB. We're going to go with, who did I take last week? Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go who with you, who you went with last week. I'm going to go Josh Allen. Got one more there, bud. Oh, right back at me. Um, we're going to go with, the, uh, I don't know if we've taken him yet. Maybe we have just once. Uh, Jonathan Taylor going up against Houston this week. I think nice. he's going to have a big week. I like that pick. Um, we are going to go uh, back to Pittsburgh. We're taking Najee Harris, rookie of the year, and we'll be taking him with our. You're crazy, round. dog. There's no way he's rookie of the year over the guy I'm gonna take right now, Jamar Chase. Nah, it's, dude. Not even I close. think I think Chase Jamar is Chase has set every every receiving rookie record so wait, far. Dude. Just wait. Um. All right. No, it's oh yeah. Uh. Oh no, wait. It's not me. No, it's my pick. It's my yep. pick. Still, yep. it's my pick. All right, we're gonna go with. Hmm. What do we What we can go here, man? We're gonna. I'm gonna go. I'm going to go Thursday Night Football, Leonard Fournette over the Eagles. 
Interesting. I'm going to take another player that we don't mention on this show very often. Uh, we're going to take Terry McLaurin with Washington. Okay. I love that guy. I'm going to go uh, Cooper Cup going up against uh, the New York Giants. All right. And back to you. Let's go with. Hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 Let's go with Stefan Diggs. We'll God go with the one two punch. Nice like that. Um, so we're gonna go. I I mean I feel like this is hmm. <sighs> I can't take Kelsey. Because I took him last week. Yep. So we are going to roll with uh, Mark Andrews. I'm going to take Kelsey. That's <laughs> a given. Yep. And then I'm going to bounce back and I'm going to take. Give me Cortland Sutton. As much as this pains me to do, um, I will be taking uh, Lamar Jackson. Um, <laughs> the Chargers are the worst against the run in the league. They fucking can't stop the run. Uh, so Lamar's going to have a good day on the ground. Ben? I'm going to go with Waller. I really want to go with Dawson Knox, but I can't go three people on Buffalo. So That's fair. I'm going to go with Waller. Ben, back to you. No, oh, and kick him. We'll go with uh, Butker. And as a big fuck you to John Gruden, I'll be taking Matt Gay for my kicker from the Rams. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Welp, we went there, huh? Hey, you know, I've been holding it in all show. I apologize. And I'm going to take Matt Prater. Okay. All right. So that's our, uh, that's our draft. I took the W. So I get a quick minute here at the end, um, but we'll get to that after we preview our, our big time, our, our prime time shows. Uh, we're yes. going to be going with the, the first we're going to start with our game of the week who we're picking. And I think this is actually the game of the week for the whole league. Um, this is the chargers versus the Ravens, a huge game with uh, two incredible dynamic offenses here. Uh, right now, Ravens are three point favorites being at home. So neutral field again, pick them. Uh, and over under is sitting at 52 points, 52. Man. Uh, I am still not convinced on Baltimore. Um, yes, their second half against the Colts was great. Um, great comeback, but they shouldn't have won the game. Um, if Blankenship wasn't hurt, they lose, right? He doesn't miss the field goal at the end of regulation. Uh, um, and on top of that, I it's more, in, in all honesty, just how good the Chargers have been. Uh, Justin Herbert, in my opinion, is the MVP of the league. I know we did those rankings last week, uh, but 
I move him to number one just after the game he had last week. Like, unbelievable fucking performance that he had, uh, just being able to fight back against Cleveland. Um, Mike Williams has been one of the most dynamic receivers in the NFL this week. I know he's on the questionable. He's been deemed questionable, but reports that I've read is that he's probably going to be playing. Um, and they're going to be able to run the ball against this fucking against the Ravens defense that in all honesty, they blitz way too much. In my opinion, um, they're a team that brings the house constantly. Uh, and you could do that against, you know, mediocre to average quarterbacks, but you can't do that against the better quarterbacks in the league. And I think Her- Herbert's going to dissect them. Um, so I'm definitely taking the uh, Chargers here. Money line. I don't even know what the point spread is. Plus 130, Chargers. Oh, dude, that's my money line pet of the week then. So this is an interesting one because, I mean, the Chargers got fucking ran all over last week, dude. Like, it's amazing that they were able to win that game, but that's a testament to how good that offense is. But they were at home, right? They're going to be on the road this week. And Baltimore's defense hasn't been, you know, spectacular by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, 19th against the run, 18th against the pass. I do think that the Chargers are going to be able to have their, you know, their shots and their way moving the ball and stuff. It's just the Chargers haven't really faced a quarterback like Lamar Jackson. I guess that's easy to say because there's only like one, one. Lamar Jackson. <laughs> well, the Chargers faced Mahomes. Oh, okay. So running quarterback. Okay. Yeah. yeah like but a quality of quarterback. Okay. In all fantasy, the Chargers do play 17 fucking road games a year. <clears throat> yeah. True, and I don't think that's going to be a factor. I mean, they went to Washington on the road, were able to handle business there. That was a Washington team that you know most of us thought was going to win the East, uh, AFC East, and that uh, when that happened on the first week. So, this is a tough one, man. This is a tough one. Uh, I just man, I'm gonna take Chargers here, I'm gonna take the points. Yep. I don't necessarily love it. I probably love the over more than anything, though, to be honest. Yeah, I'd agree there. Yep. I'm going with the points as well. Um, I think the Chargers offense, uh, they're, you know, they're they're big push in the offense is their passing game. And that's where Baltimore has been weak, um, you know, allowing over 315 yards against the pass. Um, Yeah, but on the same on the same Flip side, though, the Ravens are good running the ball and the Chargers aren't good stopping the runs. So yeah, I mean, like, they only are allowing 157 per game on average. So, I mean, granted, they're, they're not playing. Yards, like, uh, that's middle of the pack. That's middle of the pack rushing? No. Yeah, yeah that's actually fa- – uh, yeah, that's true. That's middle let of the pack. See. Let me see. Baltimore – Oh shit, man, that's crazy, bro. Like, a lot of teams are running the ball a lot, dude. It's yeah. kind of weird. Yeah, and and you know the you know, the big thing that Baltimore's defense is strong on is you know that that rush. They have not allowed a lot of yards, um, you know, per game there, and that's not a huge kind of uh, you know positive thing for the the Chargers here. So you know they're only running 108 yards a game. So I think. The pass takes over. Herbert uses his arm, and Herbert's arm is quality. So I'm going to go with the points. I think it, it'll still be a close one, but give me three, and I'll take it. I love three and a half, so we don't have to push that, get that right. push. But What's crazy um, is, according to PFF, man, like the 
uh, what's it called? The offensive line comparison. You know, I brought that up earlier in the show, uh, but the Chargers actually have a negative fourteen percent advantage uh, pass blocking to pass rush. Now, how much does that have to do with like the amount of blitzing that Baltimore does? Um, we'll have to wait and see, I guess. But they have a, a plus seventy percent advantage on the ground. So is this going to be an Austin Eckler um, performance that we're going to see, like him ground and pound type thing? Um, my fantasy team hopes so. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, I need Eckler to have a big day. We need Eckler to have a big day. But um, I again, I just I can't really bet against Herbert right now. Yep. Um, the dude just seems to find ways to win. Um, it's impressive. Uh, exactly. And I, I agree that you guys said the over. I think that's definitely the money play here. Hmm. Yep. All right. We have a lot of uh, all all on one team this week. Hopefully that does. Uh, a decent thing for us. Um, and I think, ooh, I don't know, we might have uh, all on one team here for this one for Sunday night football. Uh, we got the Seahawks going into Pittsburgh to play Seattle, or sorry, Seattle's Seahawks into Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. There we go. Um, right now, Steelers have a, f- a five point favor being at home uh, over under sitting at 42 and a half. Remember, we ain't got no rest. Yeah, this game I did uh, like really what fucking I, stinks now. I did like what I saw from Geno Smith, though, though. He looked nice. He looked. Yeah, he did. I don't want to say this, but he kind of looked better than Russell Wilson. I know it was a small sample size. He had better size, numbers. But he, he did in that game. He looked better than Russ. And there was a big complaint about Russ from Seahawks fans going into that game was that he was like – he wasn't taking chances and checking down too much and stuff. I don't know if Geno Smith is necessarily going to be the same. However – Problem is their defense, though. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's not like Ben Roethlisberger can throw the ball very well. That's true. And they can't run the ball very well, and their mm. passing is just below what uh, Seattle was with Russ. Harris so. did run for over hundred yards last week, and the Seahawks aren't good against pass. They're good against a run, though. Well, they're not good against either, but they're better against a run than they are against a pass. I guess I should say. I don't know, man. Five and a half is a lot for a fucking Pittsburgh team that isn't good, dude. Like, they're two and three. They're not a great football team by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. This is tough, dude, because the Seahawks have Geno Smith. To be honest, I'm, I want this line to get pushed up to, like, six and a half, and I'm going to take Seahawks. I don't think it I is, though. Because it op- it, it's opened at 5, and we're now at Wednesday. And this, it is a sun- this is a Sunday night game. Just wait, dude. Yeah. Uh, Just wait. A point and a half, pushed. though? Very well could. I mean. I can see it going to five and a half, but. Yeah. I Dude, I don't. I think the Seahawks defense is awful, dude. Uh, but the one nice thing, like if you want to look at what the Seahawks' advantages would be, is that Adams doesn't have to cover anyone downfield. Uh, Pittsburgh doesn't stretch the field out at all, so that takes away that big weakness that Seattle has in their defense. Um, yeah, Pittsburgh twenty second DVOA offense, dude. So they're not good offensively at all. No, but we kind of know that. But they were still able to put up what twenty eight points against the Broncos last week, who were one of the better defenses in the league. I mean. Um, I think they found something with Harris last week. Again, he had over 100 yards rushing. Um, the week before, he had over 100 yards receiving. 
Um, so he's kind of been able to do everything for them. Uh, they lost Juju Smith Schuster, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. Um, and it's their slot receiver, though. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, obviously Juju is like a, a, a good receiver, but I don't necessarily think. I mean, anybody can kind of run the routes that he's running and get that production, dude. He's not like making guys miss, you know. The one thing with Pittsburgh that they had last week is they had a lot of uh, chunk plays, a lot of yards after catch. Uh, Claypool kind of got it going a little bit, kind of got some separation. Um, So going into this game, I think without Russell Wilson, yes, Geno Smith played well in the second half last week, but we've mentioned it before on the show. They didn't have any film on Geno. You know what I mean? Now the Steelers have some film. They're able to see what he does um, different than Russ. They can kind of game plan for it a little more. And it's in Pittsburgh. If this was in Seattle, it might be a little different, but Pittsburgh's got a pretty good home field advantage as well. Um, I'm going to take the, the Steelers here um, minus the five, only for the fact that Geno Smith has some game film on him. Five um, a lot. It mm. is a lot, dude. I lean more towards the under in this game than I do. Uh, I'm going to take the Seahawks. I'm taking the Seahawks just for the fact that I got to pick a team here. (laughs) That's fair. And you're taking Pittsburgh because you always take Pittsburgh. And Ben is taking. Well, I mean, dude, you're like one in four taking Pittsburgh. So I guess that's a. I think I'm going to go in Pittsburgh on this. Um, Ben's going Pitt. Like my pick even more, dude. I think I'm going Pittsburgh. Five is a lot of points, but. Technically, I'm two QB. and three pick in Pittsburgh. Yeah, new QB. That's tough. Yeah, they just got film on Geno, dude. I don't think that surprise factor Geno Smith's going to be there. Yeah. I do not love this bet whatsoever. No, I, not at all. No. Not this, at all. This next bet I do love. Absolutely love. I think this is the best bet of the week. I took it on tap room. Um, if I could take it here as well, I'd do it. Um, but this is the – we've got the Bills heading into Tennessee. Um Five and a half points in favor of the Bills. I think that's a, a wonderful number there. Over under is sitting at 54 and a half points. Do you guys love this one as much as I do? Um, you guys know I hate fucking Tennessee, dude. I think their offense is highly overrated. Tannehill, deal. Tennis, Tannehill stinks, dude. Like, he's not a good quarterback. But Derrick Henry is, inc- is playing incredible. Yeah, but um, Bill's defense is Bill's defense that is Bill's incredible. defense ain't They're no only allowing either, 78 dude. yards a game in rushing. I, I agree. I this is a tough one for me, dude. Like, I don't because I can easily see the fucking Titans like ball controlling it, having Henry get loose and having a great game. I can also see it the other way where the Bills just dog walk them like they've done every team in the NFL and uh just dominate the game. Um, I don't think one man can beat the Bills. Uh, so I am leaning towards the Bills this game covering. Um, I mean, the Bills are the best team in the NFL, right? Like, there's not much to really think about here. I mean, they're just that fucking good. I mean, not with Tennessee because their defense sucks. Right. I mean, Josh Allen hasn't been great, if we're being honest, dude. Like, he's, he's barely completing. Josh Allen has definitely been great. He's been putting up – I mean, he's been leading that offense into – Numbers. Oh, no, right? dude. No, he hasn't been that great. He's barely completing over 50% of his passes. I mean, this defense is carrying this team. Number one DVOA, number one DVOA against the rush, number one DVOA against the pass. I mean, I've I haven't seen a dominant defense like this 
in a very the long 2002 time. Ravens. They're on 60, pace to be 62% that. 62% is better than just No, I know. 50. I agree. They're no, on that, pace to the defense 62% is good, though is like it that's average in the NFL nowadays. Like elite quarterbacks pass for 70% plus, dude. That's a that's the difference. But he doesn't and, need to though. Let's be real. Well, yeah, because his defense is so good. But let's not sit here and act like Josh Allen is that offense is Patrick Mahomes. Up, that offense is putting up 30, no, 35 points. Josh Allen doesn't need to against be Patrick who? Mahomes, though, dude. And their defense has put Kansas up a lot City, of those points, Washington, too. Miami, Pittsburgh, Houston. But, yeah, Allen doesn't need to do all that, though. That's the thing. Like, he doesn't need to be Patrick All I'm Mahomes. saying is that Patrick Josh Allen hasn't been that great. His defense has been that great. That's, this defense is carrying this team. Period. Absolutely. End of story. This is the the I defense is the best part of this here. football team. I think it's a Not dual a, threat. Defense best part of this football team. Easily a dual threat. Top lead, top scoring team in the league. Top scoring team in the league because of defense. How many defensive touchdowns have they had? They've had at least four. Uh, well, one got called back last that. week. That one got called back last week. But I mean, I was been playing great, dude. Like. He doesn't have to playing great, but he doesn't have to go out there and throw for fucking 4,000 yards. He doesn't have to do that. You know what I mean? He has to not turn the ball over and he has to use his legs when he needs to, which he does all the time because he's great at that. He's a great runner of the football. They've only Uh, had one defensive touchdown. How many short fields has the Bills had? So we're talking to the total because we're not talking about Josh Allen versus the fucking Titans. And we all know that the Titans have a shitty defense anyway. We're talking about the total package of the Bills, who are worlds better than the Titans, the defense and offense collectively. Yeah. And Zach Moss has actually been playing a little bit better too. He's just giving them a consistent running back. Not he's not gonna bust one for 50 yards and score a touchdown, but he gets you three to four yards a pop. It's not bad. I think the Bills are the most all-around team in the NFL. And I feel I still think that if the Bills needed Josh Allen to step up and win a game, he could. He just hasn't needed to yet. I don't know. Mitch Trubisky is sitting at fucking hundred percent completion percentage. So <laughs> that's all I need Bro, to know. He's right on his heels, dude. <laughs> two <Bro>. for two. <laughs> I mean, is I said it on tap room, dude. The Bills' defense is fucking legit, dude. You were also facing Josh Allen on tap room, so I said he had a good game. I'm not saying he's been great <laughs> all season. I never said that. He's been decent. Anybody could play quarterback for this Bills defense and have been good through this through five games. So, I mean, I'm taking I'm taking the Bills here just based off their defense too because, you know, I don't think Derrick Henry's gonna be able to run the ball similar to how Arizona played them. Right, two best defenses they played, Arizona and now Buffalo, and I think Buffalo's gonna take advantage of that. And Buffalo, Josh Allen, you know, he's a white taller version of Kyler Murray, slower a little bit, but similar type quarterback where they can get out outside of the pocket, make plays and shit. I think this is going to pose some problems to Tennessee. I like Buffalo here. Give me the points. Not the points, but. Yeah, give me, lay the point. I'm laying the points. There we go. Laying them five and a half. Easy money. I think I'm, I'm on bills. Eddie? I agreed. I've taken yeah. the bills here. Okay. Why is this not seven? Is my I question. don't know. 
I yeah, do. I feel like it's just not enough points, dude. Like a lot of people are giving that credit for Derrick Henry, I think. Um, and that's why it's probably as low as it is. But I bet you if we waited till Sunday, this is probably going to be more towards six, six and a half. Maybe I didn't take this on Taproom. Did I not take this on Taproom? Well, you took the Rams and you took, uh, I don't remember which other one. Okay, so we're coming back to this one. Okay. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. It's that time of the night for best bets. That's right. This is a segment where we give y'all our two best bets of the week. And if you've been following along all season, you definitely want to fade me because I'm two and eight. Yikes, dude. Having a terrible season. Eddie and Ben are both five and five. Last week, I gave y'all Kansas City minus two and a half. That was an L. Seattle plus two and a half. That also was an L. Eddie had Denver, Pittsburgh under 39 and a half. That was an L. And then you had Tennessee minus four and a half. That was a W. Ben had Dallas minus seven. That was a W. And then you had Carolina minus three and a half. That was an L. So we're going to start with you, Eddie. Where are you going this week? <laughs> two and eight, dude. I didn't know hey, these are, these bad, are, I'm going to, I'm going to throw Hey, I'd rather be two and eight than five, than 500, dark, because at least people could fade me and win some money. If they fade yeah, in you, you or following you, they ain't winning these shit. Are, these are also our, you know, second, third, fourth bets for, for football because we're making them on, uh, on tap room as well. So I'm not betting. I'm Previous week you had Chargers first half money line, and this week you took that was on Monday Night Football though. Anyway, two and eight that's rough, dude. Uh, if you want to get that strategy of fading, I guess that makes sense. Uh, but we're gonna try to finally go two and oh, dude. I've gone one on one literally every week. I haven't had an oh and two week, I haven't had two and oh weeks. Let's try to change that around. Um, our first game that we're taking, we talked about earlier, we're taking Cowboys minus three and a half. Um, I just feel like I don't like the Patriots, dude. I think they're, they just stink. They haven't beat anybody good. Uh, they haven't played. Their defense is fine, but that offense is atrocious. Uh, so we're definitely taking the Cowboys minus three and a half here. Um, and for our second game, we're going to the Cardinals and the Browns, and we're taking the over 49 and a half. Uh, two dynamic offenses, uh, two defenses that, sh- that are susceptible to giving up points. Uh, where the Browns can score on anyone. Uh, they obviously can give a point, as we saw in that game last week. And the Cardinals probably have one of the best offenses in the NFL. So uh, definitely taking the over 49.5 Cardinals and Browns. All right, Ben, where are you going? All right, so I, I did take the Rams, and I took the Cowboys on uh, on tap from there. So I'm good, to, I'm good to take the Bills. So we're going to take the Bills. We're going to go the Bills minus 5.5. For a spread, kind of surprised here. The biggest at minus 120. Um, so it's not, you know, it definitely is leaning in that favor. Um, so definitely put your bets in before it moves to six. Um, just again, to get that, that half point there. I think they'll still beat it at six. Um, no problem. And then uh, second bet that we're going to do uh, is we are going to go the Cincinnati Bengals over the Detroit Lions. Um, you know, Bengals offense is just a, it, it's a great team with Burrow on the field. Um, all three of their um, wide receivers, as Eddie said, are in top 10 right now. Um, and that's for a reason. Uh, so we're going to go Cincinnati Bengals minus three and a half. Nice. I'm going to go Kansas City minus six and a half money line. I lost on Kansas City last week, but we're going to put it back. 
Washington is one of the worst team, defensive teams, worst on third down. Kansas City, I feel, is going to, going to be able to score enough, and they'll probably create a turnover at two, which will cover the seven or six and a half. And then I'm going to go Panthers plus a half of point in the first quarter. Panthers are one of the best first quarter teams in all of football. Actually, they're number one DVOA in the first quarter, another top five DVOA in the first half. So I'm going to take Panthers plus half a point in the first quarter against the Vikings. Nice. Hey, dude, if it gets bad, we're just going to start letting you do money line bets. We let Ben do it last year when he had a little True. struggle. Uh, sure. Feel free to. Well, I was thinking about. Card. I was thinking about taking the Lions money line, line for my best bet, but dude, we gotta get you some dubs, dude. Shut the fuck. I up. don't think that's. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> I like your bets here. I do like your bets here. I like no, that Kansas City and that. I would take those bets as well. So first quarter, let's go six and zero this week. We definitely I, don't need, I don't need. I don't need you guys. Your guys' fucking positivity over here. Fake positivity. Hashtag pray for Jordan. <laughs> yeah. dude something like that man y'all hey i need this i need this too and <laughs> i'm fiending for this hey speaking of hashtags make sure everybody to uh to go check out our uh our social media accounts make sure to go to at taproom sports podcast on instagram and at taproom underscore sports on twitter you can check out eddie's which is at eddie Eddie TSP. You can check out Jordan's, which is uh, Jordan Rules TSP on both on Twitter. You can go to our website, www.taproomsportspodcast.com slash APR, where we post all of our individual picks for each and every game of the week. All right. We've got a, a bunch of uh, podcasts out there right now too. Uh, make sure to check out, um, you know, the, I mean, hell, let's start with Eddie's. Uh, we're going to go with the Taproom Sports Fantasy Podcast um, for booms and busts and the best fantasy fantasy action for week six. Make sure to check that out. You can check out Jordan and I on the Taproom Sports Podcast, always ready for that Monday morning commute where we review the week in sports and some great beers. Um, you can check out TSP Wagers, which is uh, out multiple times a week where we discuss a few individual games and build some best bets off those. If you like hockey, make sure to check out uh, Biscuits and Barrels, which is a new hockey podcast um, that is in kind of conjunction with 90 Second Beer Review, uh, where we talk beer and we talk hockey. Uh, this was a long podcast, but it's out once a month. The next months are not going to be this long. So make sure to check that out. We've got some good fantasy picks. we got some great bets, but it is time for my minute because uh, I took that W by three points this week. Uh, and then we got a, a little something special here at the end here. But for a minute, I'm talking about this uh, Washington football team. Uh, sorry, the, the kind of uh, uh, the bullshit that's going on with Washington football team right now. Um, and, you know, what is going on with the NFL? Um, they're really just bullying what's going down with, um, you know, what they did with Gruden only releasing his information out, what they're doing with uh, Schefter only re releasing that. But we know that there's more stuff out there. Um, they have announced that they frequently, uh, that bullying and intimidation frequently took place. Numerous female employees reported having experienced uh, sexual harassment and they were fined $10 million after interviews of 150 people there's more behind this situation and the right people aren't getting well. Some of the right issues are being fireable, um, but we know that there's more that aren't people who aren't getting fired. Um, they're talking about this uh, is a culture of, uh, you know, a diverse workplace, a culture of a diverse workforce and an H HR like positivity moving forward. But how can we know that when 
we've only seen about a six or seven of these 650,000 emails that were reviewed. Um, again, if you're going in and finding a team $10 million, which is more than they ever have find anyone in the NFL before, there has to be more information and to not put what they're finding out in public means that they're hiding something um, and coming, something definitely needs to be changed. Uh, it has to come. It has no, to come. It's coming, dude. This is just the... To. They're... they're... But they're, they're already... The NFL is already saying that they are not putting any more out and that they're not doing it. And you've got groups of people. You've got um, the Cheerleaders Association, the NFL Players Association. You've got uh, uh, nearly a million fans who've petitioned for this to come out and the NFL is still being mum on it. So it has to come out. Um, and we, we have to, we have to know what's, what's behind this and the people who are in charge, there, it's only gonna be worse. Yep, exactly. And the people who are, who are in charge have to get, um, you know, have to get what's coming for them because they can't just Dan, push off the uh, little, little Dan, people. It's the big problem. Dan Snyder, dude. Yep. He's one He's of them. Dirtbag in oh. sports, dude. Yep. All right, we're going to say our goodbyes, and then uh, we got something coming up quick. So, for Raider Eddie, for Jordan, stacks on stacks on stacks, lats. I am Big Ball and Ben Larson. Eddie, take it away. Yeah, so I know this uh, may not reach out to everyone in the world, but uh, something happened today that uh, is near and dear to both Jordan and myself. Um, A legend, a Bay Area legend in Ray Fossey, unfortunately lost his battle with cancer, which none of us even knew that he was battling up until this season. 16 years. 16 years. And we were talking about before the show, and for Jordan and I being A's fans in the Bay Area, Ray Fossey is almost a part of the family. Like growing up, it was during the summer, like every summer that I can think of, was myself, my dad, my mom, my family were sitting around the table eating dinner, listening to Ray Fossey tell us about um, the A's and just, you know, commentating the game, giving you baseball stories, pretty much everything um, that you could want from a sportscaster. When I think of baseball, I think of Ray Fossey. Um, it's uh, a sad day in, in my life, uh, knowing that I'll never be able to hear him call a baseball game again. Uh, it's a sad day for my family. And I think anybody who has watched sport uh, baseball in the Bay area can kind of feel the same. Um, it's a tragic loss. And I did want to just take a minute. I know it's a football show and everything, but when you lose a legend, needs to be honored. Um, Jordan, I'll give you some time to talk about it as well, if you like. Uh, but I will also point out that at the end of the show, there'll be a little moment of silence before the uh, outro hits um, for Ray, just uh, just to give everyone a heads up. I mean, I think you hit everything. I mean, it's just someone we grew up with. Like, I was telling the dudes, like, if someone put me to sleep is crazy as that sounds because, you know, as a kid, like, I would watch A's games before I would go to sleep because they were on 7 to 10 p.m. basically. So, I mean, it's tough, man. It's I didn't think it would hit me like it did, to be honest. And, you know, just want to give my condolences from myself and and uh, Taproom Sports to his family, the A's organization, and anybody else that feels this way. Yep. So, again, thank you all for listening. Um, and we'll have uh, some sounds of Ray Fossey just to remind us of how great he really was. Rest in peace, Ray.
Coco Crisp has had some great advance tonight. He does not have a hit. He reached on an air score to run, but he has done a good job handling the different pitches. Smith leads his second in a tie ball game. Valverde deals. And Coco, it's a base hit to right field. Smith to third up the ball. Bobbled and ran by Garcia, and the A's have won it. <laughs> Unbelievable. 15 walk off. And Coco Chris does it again. Vince Catrono said first pitch. Remember how many times he jumped on a first pitch fastball? He got it there. And Garcia, for some reason, decided he's going to charge. He has such a strong arm. No reason to do it. He does it. And the A's win it unbelievably again. Wow. Come on out, Justin Verlander. You're going to pitch game five against Jared Parker tomorrow night. What a scene at the wow. Coliseum, Ray. And you know, you said it best, Ken. Nobody's left this park. And as soon as the bottom of the ninth inning, these fans realizing what they mean to this club, the 10th man on the field, they got this place rocking, and this club got them really rocking with the Bernie Lean. And that's what they're doing now. Wow. That was fun, wasn't it?